Hey, is this thing on? Oh, baby, baby. Hmm. Turn mine up. Oh, pretty baby. Yeah. Hey, is this thing on? Um, it is, in fact. You might want to turn yours up, actually. What? I know. Well, you're sick. You're not. Hey. You're not. You're not at your usual full power. That's good. Oh, okay. that's too much. Actually, that's fine. It's fine. We're lighting a vanilla candle for our queen. Here's to burning my gym down. <laughs> so I burnt my gym down, unfortunately. Hi guys, I'm in my gym right now. I haven't been in here for like six months because I burnt my gym down, unfortunately. Um, I had two candles and. Yeah, one thing led to another, and I burn it down. On that note. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hi, everybody. Happy Britney Spears' birthday. Happy 40th ha- birthday. Happy 40th birthday, Britney. Also, happy free Britney. Happy first birthday as a free woman. Um, as you may have guessed from the title of this episode and our intro, we are going back to Bopcorn roots of... Uh, deep cuts yeah. and celebrating free Britney and Britney's birthday with a special episode all about our favorite Britney deep cuts. I would say that Britney is like the end all be all of pop music for us. I don't think that's a secret to anybody who listens no. to this podcast. And we've referenced her enough. I mean, th- I'm always afraid people are going to think like people already think that I'm such a Swifty because of how much we've like talked about Taylor and, and I, the fact and of the matter is, is you, neither of us are really th- that big of Swifties. No, I mean, I find her like I've written about her and I post a lot about her on social. So people, she's fascinating. She's fascinating. So is Britney. But we are diehard, diehard Britney fans. Very diehard. Also, if you hear one of us blowing our nose or coughing, it's me. It's well, it might still be me, especially but with wine. It's definitely because of you. But that's a Kelly Clarkson reference. <laughs> yes, I gave Justin and half the people in my life a cold. My apologies. Um, we suffer for our art. We do. Um, speaking of. How are you? How are you? How am I? Well, first, let's cheers. Justin poured yes. us a lovely rosé with a lot of ice. Just feeling our, our white trash mom fantasy in honor of yes. Brittany. Thank you. to Shout out to Rohita. Um, I am obviously drinking out of your Christmas present from a few years ago to me, which is a wine glass that in the correct album font says, sip me baby one more time. Truly clutch. What a great gift. But yes, cheers to to our mother, our mother, our savior, our God, our God. Back to your question of how I am. Yes. Um, I'm doing well. I am semi-employed. We love to see it. We love to see it. We love to get paid. She's a freelancer now. So it's kind of a funny feeling. I was actually thinking about our tarot episode the other day, by which I mean today in the car, (laughs) an hour ago. (laughs) The other day. I have no concept of time. Because I was thinking about like what kind of work really suits me. And I actually think freelancing really does because it's like, I am working and I spend like some evening hours and weekend hours working on this latest um, thing which is doing social for an upcoming Netflix movie and other projects that are coming in for this agency and it's fun to just like it's like I feel like I'm working but I also still feel like I'm not working because I can kind of 
control your hours. Yeah, like I can do whatever I want during the day still. I don't have hours. And that's been really nice. So I've just been working and I'm excited to be recording our last couple Bobcorn episodes today. I've been writing more lately. Weird that for you. It was very freeing to like, because I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself in this job search because I had so much time that like, oh, my next job is going to be like my perfect dream job that right. I, that is going to like define my career. And once I let go of that expectation, I became much more like I just was able to relax. And like, ironically, that's when I felt much more inspired about things that I'm working on. Well, hello, let's celebrate that. Let's celebrate that. So um, feeling good. It's like the weird holiday no man's land between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. But I'm in town. I'm ready to party. We're excited for Linda's holiday party. Yes, very excited. Um, I have a look. Also, happy birthday to Linda. Oh my god, happy birthday, Linda. One of our number one fans. And happy birthday to my friend, Brian. Also, happy birthday to my friend and colleague, Asil. And happy birthday to my friend who I just saw yesterday and reminded me that he shares his birthday with Brittany also, my friend Jose. Happy birthday so to you many, all. So many great Sagittarius's. It's Sagittarii. funny, like, these are these are three, like, close friends from different points in my life, and it's funny that they all have Brittany's birthday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how are you doing? I'm okay. Um, you know, everybody who listened to the Thanksgiving mini knows that uh, the past um week or so has not been easy for myself or my family but we're making it through good um thank you for the love thank you for the support wait we still haven't held hands after asking how we are we haven't we haven't and now we are Um, tiny hand you bitch i get up yes that's That's you you. i also i almost Uh went for the more i come to understand the touch, the touch of, of my hand. hand. Wow. So many great songs we're already referencing that you all are going to come to know and love. It's it's really going to be a great moment. Um, but sorry, continue. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Um, spending a lot of time grading, spending a lot of time writing job applications, spending a lot of time um, um, professionally things are going okay, you know. Um, had another journal article get accepted for publication. Casual. Uh, casual. So we're up to like five or six now. I don't know. I'm losing count. Um, so hard to keep track. So hard. Love and, my fans. You know. Even the small when ones. When Brittany said, you better work, bitch. I did listen in that respect. But yeah, uh, I'm doing okay. Thank you for asking. Um, I love that we're feeling just soft. Honestly, it's kind of inspired by this rosé and vanilla candle. Yes. Brittany's onto something. Everybody who knows Brittany knows that she loves vanilla candles maybe a little too much. Um, please burn all candles with proper fire safety guidelines. But, yes, um, we have a soft little candle moment, a soft little rosé moment. We love it. We're both recovering from illness. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, but we're very excited. To, we're so excited to be here and to be celebrating. It's always a good time to celebrate the, the joy of Pepsi. Ba, 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 ba. The joy of Pepsi. If, if you loyal listeners remember a few episodes ago when... 
I said, go back and listen to the holiday episode. It's both of our favorite episode. You will you will know that reference. Well, you if you if you remember our deep cuts episode of years past, we're going to go album by album and talk about some of our favorite tracks that you may not remember because we know you all know the hits. Um but first, I'm told that Justin has a game. Okay. So, as many people know, the happiest place on earth is not Disneyland. No. But is in fact Britney Spears's Instagram. Yes. So this is going to be a quiz <laughs> of some of Britney's quintessential Instagram moments. Okay, cannot wait. We've already we've already dabbled in a couple of them. We already have. Um so first, I want to ask you, how okay. many people do you think Britney Spears follows on Instagram as of a, two or three days ago? Ooh, great question. And I've just been looking at her Instagram a bit. I know it's like less than 50. It is less than 50. I want to say it's around 30. When in doubt, Will, what did Pomona College teach you? Oh my God. Is it 47? She follows 47 people on Instagram. Wow. Chirp, chirp, mother cluckers. One of whom is still somehow shockingly Jamie Lynn Spears. You know, we nev- we don't know what their relationship is like. Sisters can have problems, but still have love. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Britney's Instagram bio. Yes. Currently says, mm-hmm. artist, music note emoji. Yes. Woman dancing in red dress emoji. Yes. Mama, mother with two children emoji. Mm-hmm. Pray every day. God Prayer bless. emoji and cross emoji. And what is the last line before the link to purchase glory? Um, the last line is, let's see, artist, mama, pray every day. Oof, I feel like it's something about gratitude. No. Is that your final answer? Yes. I have no idea what it is. It is chef in the works. Oh my God. <laughs> Lipstick kiss emoji, woman chef emoji. Wow. Watch Britney fully pivot to like cookbooks. I mean, listen. She's if, always liked if cooking. We get Selena in the kitchen, but like a Britney version. Oh my God. I would subscribe to any streaming service that got that. I would subscribe to Tidal. I would literally subscribe to Tidal. I would subscribe to YouTube Red. The next round is describe that photo okay i will read you a caption okay from britney spears's instagrams cannot wait and you will describe what you think the picture associated with that caption is okay love it because as we've learned Sometimes the captions are very literal. Yes. Sometimes the captions are very abstract. And sometimes the captions are 
stream of consciousness, dot, 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 rose emoji, dancing emoji, middle finger emoji. So to warm you up, Brittany once said, I get so excited for tea parties, dot, 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 dot. It's hard to stay cool. Green tea emoji, winking tongue out emoji, cupcake emoji, bow emoji, glittery heart emoji, cupcake emoji, six exclamation marks. What do you think is in this picture? I feel like I remember this one, and I'm going to say... You did, in fact, like this photo. Okay, I'm going to say it's sort of like an artsy, tumblery looking photo of, like, a teacup with, like, rose petals and shit like that. It is. It is entirely an artsy tumbler photo of several teacups with rose petals and full rose buds. I know my girl. Next. Britney Spears once said, They did a great job with her hair. Shocked emoji. Poodle emoji. Bow emoji. Five exclamation marks. I'm going to say this is like a puppy or some kind of dog based on the emoji. I don't recall this one like I did the teacups. Can you be more descriptive? Does the dog also have bows in her hair? I mean, clearly there's something with the dog and the hair. I'm going to say it's a poodle. It is a poodle. And is she wearing like a baby one more time outfit or something? She is not. It is a poodle. And is she wearing a Britney outfit? The The poodle is not wearing a Britney outfit. The poodle is wearing a crossbody purse. The poodle's hair has also been dyed pink. Oh, wow. I love when she randomly just promotes a photographer. Yep. Oh, yes. Excuse She's like, me. I didn't um, read the photo credit. Photo by at Domin Van Dettel for V Magazine. Okay, we're doing pretty well so far. I didn't remember that one, but I was I was on the right track. Britney Spears once said, I feel like Mary Poppins today. Dot, 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 dot. It's really windy. Blowing wind emoji. Instead of an umbrella coming out of my bag, I found dot, 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 dot. A hat in all caps with three exclamation marks. I'm going to say this is another one of the Tumblr photo family. And it's a classic Britney Spears, like, tiny brim fedora. Let's, I'm going to say it's either black or it's red. You are incorrect. Oh, no. It is the second most common Britney Spears post. A blurry selfie. Of course. In a red to orange top with a messy ponytail, a puka shell necklace, and too much eyeliner. Let me get let me guess more details, if I may. Yes. Just to prove myself. Is the top a crop top that's tight on the torso but has poofy sleeves it on is. either side? It is. It is. It also has a little cutout. We love it. We love to see it. Honestly, in the on the spectrum of bad Britney selfies, I'd put that like above average. F- fair. <laughs> Also, iconic that she's not wearing a hat, despite that caption. Brittany once said, Hot pink makes my tan pop. Hibiscus, bikini, hibiscus. Have you seen the tattoo on the back of my neck before? <laughs> <laughs> it's Hebrew. 
it's a language written backwards. It says Memhaitian and means healing. It's my favorite tattoo, but ironically, you never see it. Three winking emojis. Okay, this is definitely another blurry selfie. Or like, or is it a video? She definitely, I feel like for bikinis, she usually does a video. So I'm going to throw out that this one is a video of her wearing a pink bikini. And like, she walks into frame, poses for a second, turns around and walks out of frame and then does it like four more times. You're close. Okay. It is in fact a blurry selfie of Britney Spears standing backwards in front of a camera, wearing a pink bikini, showing her neck tattoo. That was more literal than I expected. She does look very tan in that. She did. Britney Spears once said, red, three cherry emojis, four exclamation marks. I do remember this. Oof. I'm going to say it's just a single red rose. So close. It is multiple red cherries. Oh, you are giving me hints with the emojis. But whether you take them is your prerogative. That's my prerogative. Whether I do something with them. This is your last photo. Okay. <laughs> I really hope it's what I what I want it to be. I, there's two that it's I have in not, my... It's not. It's oh, not because no. I couldn't find the cat one. The meow. Yeah, the one that I made you the t-shirt of. Yes. It's not that one. There's okay. A, there's another one that you know I love, but sounds like it's not that one either. Britney Spears once said... I need a minute. Hold on. Okay. Clutch mm-hmm. emoji, manicure, bikini emoji, green dress emoji, mm-hmm. star emoji, fairy emoji, green dress emoji, laughing cat emoji, high heel emoji, lips, devil, dancing twin men, dancing twin women, bikini emoji, green dress, high heel platform, high heel platform, flip flop, hat with bow, hat with bow, I'm not stopping anytime soon, crown, crown, Mm -hmm. chicken, chicken coming out of egg, Butterfly, unicorn, monkey covering its eyes, tropical fish, tropical fish, rabbit, 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 dove, dove, lotus, half moon with smiley face, lotus, full moon with smiley face, hibiscus, sun with smiley face, rose, apple, watermelon, grape, blueberries, strawberry, lemon, rainbow, pancake, pancake, French fry, taco, cucumber, corn, honey, honey, cake slice, donut, cookie, lollipop, table setting, basketball, boxing glove, boxing glove, roller skate, roller skate. I wish I could describe the emotional journey I just went on. (laughs) (laughs) Describe that first. Well... I'm torn between three options. I do think this one is a video. Number one, Brittany trying on various outfits, stepping into frame, and then stepping out of frame. Number two, Brittany doing the bunny Snapchat emoji and narrating something she did that day, like paint a picture. Number three, 
a like TikTok travel TikTok style montage of some beach vacation she went on with Sam. So but, none of them are particularly close. Okay. I will say this I'm, is more a Tumblr photo genre. It is not. It is a screenshot of a scene from the Swan Princess in which one character says, "You're all I ever wanted. You're beautiful." To which a woman responds, "Thank you, but what else?" Wow. Phoebe Ryan commented on this photo saying, OMG, Brittany, I almost forgot how much I love this movie. Twin heart emoji. She's a stan. And a co-writer. And a co-writer. And we will get to her iconic track from Glory. So, Will, do you feel a little bit brighter having gone through the memory of Brittany's Instagram? Nothing makes me smile quite like Britney's Instagram. And since you gave me that special gift, and since we did not reveal the photo, that is my personal favorite Britney Instagram post, I'm going to end this with one for you. Okay, great. I am typing this caption into Google verbatim because I remember it. Because there's no way I could scroll enough to find it. This is a hint. It's an oldie. Britney Spears once said, If I was a mouse... This is where I'd want to live. Mouse emoji. It is a Tumblr aesthetic photo of like a little fairy type house, like a little tiny fairy type cottage in the woods. Kind of. I I like can't remember the specifics, but I do remember the photo that you are. It's more of a drawing. It's not a photo. It's like it shows a tree with a bunch of cherry blossoms and you're seeing like a cross section of the inside, which is split into little rooms. Yes. Yes. I do remember this. And that is my favorite Britney Spears Instagram post because it came out within the release week of Glory. Of Glory. <laughs> I'll never forget when you sent me that and you were like, Britney's team. Hey, Britney, you have a new album out. Maybe you should say something to promote it. Britney. <laughs> If I were a mouse, mouse this, this is, is where, where I'd, I'd want to live. live. <laughs> she was already dropping hints. Mm-hmm. She was like, this is where I'd want to live. Hint, hint, not in my conservatorship. Mm-hmm. I will say, as an honorable mention, we didn't go through Britney Spears' old tweet, but we would be remiss to not mention. Does anybody, anybody think, think global, global warming, warming is a good thing? I love Lady Gaga. She's, She's a, a really, really interesting, interesting artist. <laughs> that's a that's goat. What always makes me what that always reminds me of is the share tweet where she says, "What's happening with my career? My career has no space in between it." And the entire tweet is in cap, all caps. Share only tweets in all caps. True. Uh, I hope they get to go to Saint Tropez soon and have ice cream. Me too. Well, that's been the game. Thank you so much for what a delight. Um, if you don't follow Britney Spears on Instagram, you're missing gems such as what you just heard. So give her a follow. Um, well, before we get into, you read my mind, before we get into the albums, why don't we pour another glass and have a little intermish? Me. I really 
we're back. I am so excited to go through these songs. Me I've, too. I've been listening to Britney all week in preparation. Good. And let's just kick it off. Yeah. With Baby One More Time. Baby One More Time. The album that started it all. And honestly, it has its moments. It definitely does not stand the test of time as an album. I would say it's one of her worst albums, but it has some of the best hits. You know, something I've noticed is that the albums with, like, the biggest hits and the most hits are actually her worst albums, and I think her best albums didn't have a lot of standout tracks that, like, were commercially successful. So there's a funny inverse relationship there. I think Um, the one exception to that is Femme Fatale. I don't know that... Because Femme Fatale had, like... Hold It Against Me is one of her only, like, number one singles. I Wanna Go was massive. That's true. I guess I just, I don't think she's remembered for those songs as much as Womanizer, Circus, Baby One More Time, Oops, I Did It Again, Work Bitch. Preview at what I think her worst albums are, but great songs. Um, Anyway, Baby One More Time, obviously this is her debut album. It is still... The number one debut album by a female solo artist. Mm -hmm. Pretty much never going to be dethroned because albums don't sell anymore. Right. What's one of your favorite deep cuts, Justin? Well, I would say the song that... I actually listen to this song more than I listen to some of the singles from Baby One More Time. There is a song on that album called I Will Be There. And it is just a very fun uplifting 90s friendship song you know like everyone kind of had that like we're friends and i will be your friend it's just a very happy positive song that actually demonstrates some of britney's natural singing ability which as we move on later in her career those songs are harder to come by it is one that always puts a smile on my face and i always go back to Similarly, one that I always go back to from this album that was, I don't think it was a single, but you may remember what it was featured in. Is Is it? Is it? Is it Pokemon the first movie? It is Pokemon the first movie and the song is Soda Pop. Yep. And that is very like deep, husky voice, Brittany. It has like an islandy rhythm. This is like one of the earlier moments of Brittany experimenting with like different rhythms, like, like foreign quote-unquote sounding rhythms. International relations knee, so to speak. International relations knee. Um, We are, of course, referring to the trend of putting knee, N-E-Y, as in Britney, after various words, which is part of her fan culture. So you might hear, for example, British knee. Yes, British knee is a common one. Slow knee. Slow knee. Remember my playlist? (laughs) Slow knee. (laughs) Yes. Oh. I will say that we would be remiss to not discuss one of the most iconic pop culture moments to come out of the Baby One More Time era, 
which is in an in a track by track interview that she gave on this album. It is extremely difficult to find this clip online, but it is very easy to find a gif. Brittany, in describing the song, email my heart once said everyone um has been doing emails and email and it's email my heart so it's uh, um everyone can relate to that song it's a really nice song most of my songs um talk about you know love and you know um relationships with um guys and as much as i wish that was britney's first writing credit ever because it honestly should be. Clearly, it came from her brilliant mind. Mm-hmm. Her first writing credit is a very deep cut bonus track called I'm So Curious. Honestly, a banger. All of these songs, interestingly, a lot of people know that Max Martin produced a lot of her big hits from the first three albums, including Baby One More Time, You Drive Me Crazy, Lucky, Overprotected, Overprotected, Oops, I Did It Again, Stronger. Um, They have that thumping sound that you associate with those early 2000s hits. Mm -hmm. He also produced for NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. And you're going to know the songs because they sound exactly like... They are very indistinguishable. And that was the vibe. And they they were all big hits. Every song that we have mentioned was produced by Eric Foster White, Underrated King. Oops. I think we're ready for Oops. Oops is, I think Oops is the album that I have the most like childhood memories of. I know what one of your favorites is and I have a funny childhood Justin story to tell. What you see, parentheses, is what you get. Close parentheses. Go ahead. I will never forget. I was a child. We were flying to New York. I had a Walkman. As we did. With the Oops I Did It Again CD. And I, at one point in the middle of this flight, start loudly singing. What you see, (laughs) parentheses, is what you get. Because I couldn't realize... that that happened in college. No, it also (laughs) happened when I was, like, eight. And my mom had to stop me, and everyone was staring at me on the plane. I'm obsessed with that. That's the most you childhood story I've ever heard. But needless to say, I love that fucking song. I still think we're in the category of Britney albums with great singles that are like not strong albums. Agreed. But there are definitely some fun ones on here. This one has a lot of Max Martin non-singles. Yeah. I think Um, they were like, what worked the Max Martin songs? Like, go to Sweden, honey. And... I was going to say more of this album, even than the last one, even if it's not Max Martin, is entirely like this is peak Britney as a Europop artist. Yeah. Like this was that era. 100%. Like some of these songs could be. The Oops I Did It Again album walked so Cascada could run. I was going to say, I forget what song I was listening to, but I was thinking of (laughs) smile.dk. Queens of Europa. Yes. <laughs> if you don't know their hit song, Butterfly. 
I'm your little butterfly. Then it means you were not a nerd who played DDR in, uh, in the mid 2000s. Oh my god! And yes. I pity you. We also have, amidst Swedish writer and producer, Swedish writer and producer, we also for tracks one through ten, track eleven is When Your Eyes Say It, written by Diane Warren. I love the things you say, and I love the love your touch conveys when your eyes say it. Such a weird song. There's also another iconic writing credit on that album, too. Don't Let Me Be the Last to Know, written by famous Trump supporter Shania Twain. Work. Canadian flop starlet Shania Twain. <laughs> I will say, associate producer John's potential favorite Britney song that is not, like, an iconic one is a ballad called Where Are You Now that has one of the most ridiculous key changes at the end of it. Where Britney just belts this note for like a solid 10 seconds. Well, culturally, this is still teen Britney, very unsexualized, becoming a bigger star. She's no longer the baby one more time one hit wonder. Would she's you proven say she's done it not again. Oh. That innocent. She's not that innocent. So she's now she's rising the ranks of like I'm a real pop girly and then the following year we get my personal favorite Britney Spears album still to this day which is simply called Britney. Britney self-titled truly is an underrated album. She's still working with Max Martin. She's still going with her kind of tried and true sound because you have songs like Overprotected and... My favorite Britney Spears song of all time. Love it. My favorite Britney Spears song of all time, Slave For You, is a totally different direction, though. Did you know... You know that um, Slave For You was a... um, was originally intended for... Janet Jackson. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, this is where Britney... I mean, throughout her career, she's gotten a lot of, like, she's, like, this other artist. And I think this album was very, like, oh, she's trying to be Janet because it was dancey and it was, like, sexual more so. It had very... It it straight away from the pop formula. It went a lot more... R&B. It did. But most of the singles, you know, I'm Not a Girl and Overprotected are more Max Martin. They have that same sound. It was a very dichotomous album. You either had the, like, Britney as a young girl. Mm Mm-hmm. You have songs like Anticipating. Mm Mm-hmm. Very cutesy. Um, Bombastic Love, which is a personal favorite of mine. Another Max Martin. Where I'm completely yours and you are mine. 
But then you have, you know, boys. You have I Love Rock and Roll, mm-hmm. which continues the trend of Britney having very weird covers on albums. Um, we, we we skipped the Rolling Stones I Can't Get No Satisfaction cover on Oops. Yes, we and did. And the random Cher cover on Baby. It's funny. I mean, I feel like this album is where you get a little taste of like what Britney's personal taste in music is. Mm-hmm. And I think it becomes abundantly clear later in her life, particularly on Glory, her last album, like that her preference is these kind of like... Like, she likes rock music. Yeah. I think. And she doesn't really like... And she loves, like, dancey R&B. She definitely she loves, loves Janet Jack. Janet. She's said many, 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 many times that Janet is one of her biggest influences. Yeah. Was it Cinderella that she was recently, during the conservatorship, listening to in the car with Sam? Oh, yeah, and she was talking about how it's one of her favorite songs that she wrote. Uh-huh. This is also the first album with several Britney Spears writing credits. Yeah. Now, they're all co-writing credits, and there's a lot of debate on how much she's really writing here. But you get the sense, like, this is where you're getting a feel for, like, she's taking control. I have to say for me, this is in the category of like an album with really good singles that I think otherwise is not that great. It has some of probably four of my all time favorite Britney songs, though. Slave, Overprotected, Not a Girl and Boys. The other songs on this album are not as strong. I don't know. I love Lonely. I love Cinderella. I love Bombastic Love. I love That's Where You Take Me. They're cute. They're cute. Anticipating. I do. I love anticipating. Anticipating is so cute and fun and flirty. Anticipating to me wins best non-single, I guess. And we would be remiss before we move on to my favorite Britney album, not to shout out Bopcorn Patron Saint, Dido. Dido. Is the co-writer on I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman. Iconic. Also, if you have not watched Crossroads, written and directed by Shonda Rhimes, starring Britney Spears and Zoe Saldana, it is an iconic movie that you need to watch. Absolutely. Okay. In the zone. Now, this album, if Britney was Janet Jackson, In the Zone is Madonna. Yeah. And this is when people were like, oh, she's Madonna 2.0. Yeah. And I think in multiple ways, right? Like, people compare this album to True Blue. Literally, the cover is completely blue. Of course, she has Me Against the Music, which was one of the big singles from this album featuring Madonna. And it also is showing, like, oh, this is an artist that's going to not... This is her first album without Max Martin. Mm-hmm. And this is a a artist that's going to reinvent herself as the years go on, which, mm-hmm. as we've discussed, that's the only way you can stay in this biz of pop music. This is also the only album 
that Britney Spears has won a Grammy on. That's right. Britney won a Grammy, her only Grammy for Toxic. Best dance recording. Yep. And this album kind of didn't perform well. Like, well, I was going to say... Toxic was the only really big, well-performing single, and it only charted at number nine. So this album, if the, the first three albums were all hit singles, weaker albums... This is an album that I think is actually very good start to finish, even though Toxic was really the only big hit from this album. I think if you ask most Britney fans what their favorite Britney song of all time is, Toxic would win that poll. I know it's neither of ours, but it's my number two. I think Toxic is one of the, if not the most important pop song to ever be recorded. There has never been a song since Toxic that sounds like Toxic. And there was never a song before Toxic that sounded like Toxic. That's what I was going to say. It's like the most unique pop song that no one has ever successfully like. You know, Baby One More Time was so of the moment. And Mm -hmm. there are so many other hits that are like it, even if they weren't quite as huge. Toxic is like its own animal. Britney also, like Britney the album... Was when Britney Spears, the artist, started to kind of toy around sexuality a lot more. Yeah. And In the Zone is when she's like, I have had sex, y'all. My pussy has hung out, y'all. My pussy is hanging Hanging out. out. (laughs) To dive into our deep cuts... Let's just start with her two of her most sexual songs ever, Breathe On Me, mm-hmm. which I love. Always have loved. And Masturbation Anthem. Anthem, Touch of My Hand. Uh, when she added these to the second kind of leg of Peace of Me in Vegas, I was like, she knows. I love, um, I love show, I mean, I can't go through the whole album because I don't want to put every single song in the fucking podcast episode, but I do have to give one other shout out to I Got That Boom Boom. We do. Which was like one of our college anthems. My shout out has to be to Brave New Girl. Oh, of course. So it is my Latin, my high school Latin teacher, Sherry Jankowski's favorite song of Britney's. We still to this day text about it when we listen to it at the gym. Go off. But also it took a special meaning. I'm trying to hold your hand, touch my my hand. Mm -hmm. It took a special meaning in our friendship when it became your coming out anthem. And it did. I, like, started coming out to people towards the end of our time in college and and right after graduation. And Brave New Girl, Brave New Girl and Let It Go were my two... (laughs) 
were my two coming out. I mean, Let It Go is so aggressively about coming out. Yeah. Um, those were my two coming out songs. I love that. So you. couldn't get gayer. Could not get gayer if we tried. No. If Toxic is the most important pop song, Blackout is the most important pop album Absolutely. of all time. I mean, many people have said that it is a genre-defining album. Um, the biggest names in pop music, friends of the pod like Charlie XCX, say that it is one of the most important things that they ever listened to. It made them want to make music. It's crazy how, so this is the very first, in terms of my Britney Spears journey, we've talked a lot about going back through as adults. As a child, of course I knew Britney Spears, but I wasn't a fan until I was like a tween and I started listening to the Greatest Hits My Prerogative Mm -hmm. album. (laughs) So Blackout is the first album where I was like, anticipating its release and like listen to the whole thing pretty thoroughly at the time of the release and of course this is also the time when Britney Spears was like queen of the tabloids it was right after it was released after she shaved her head after she divorced Kevin Federline it after came the, out in 2007 like... after the conservatorship so this is like peak Britney quote-unquote breakdown And this album was still, as an album in terms of album sales, despite everyone in the world souring on her. Yeah. It sold so well because of everything that was happening. Well, yeah. I mean, everybody was just so curious to hear what it was. And I think because... So I I read a lot this week. I read more about Blackout this week than any other album because I think it's the album that retrospectively has been really important right like I think at the time Blackout got lost in the shuffle of like just the Britney Spears media frenzy generally and I think now that some time has passed and especially in the wake of like the conservatorship being exposed for what it really was it has become an album that was like oh wow this is actually her magnum opus like the like this is often the only Britney album that's in like best of list best of like the decade or best of the last hundred years if there's gonna be a Britney album or if there's multiple like Blackout is the one that music critics agree is her best album of course it's all started with that iconically horrible Gimme More performance but that song is so iconically good I know it's not your favorite Britney song it's not but I I get it though it's it's one of my favorites it's it's a work of art it is it really is a work of art that's a good way of describing it here's what i thought this was really fascinating here's what britney said britney doesn't like to talk about this album because she doesn't like to talk about publicly about this time in her life at all maybe that will change now but in an interview the fader wrote uh like a retrospective on blackout with um contributions from Charlie XCX, Tanache, like people modern stars who have collaborated with her or who are just fans like mm-hmm. Julia Michaels is in here. They did get a statement from Britney 
And here's what it says. Blackout was the first time I worked with Danger, and he gave me the opportunity and freedom to work with more urban sounds and influences. It really inspired me. I also got the chance to sing more and stretch my voice in ways I hadn't done before. The magic of Blackout was actually pretty simple. It just wasn't thought out. I did what I felt, and it worked. Sometimes less is more. I still perform Freak Show in my Vegas show. It's one of my favorite songs that was never released as a single. This is So this is Britney's deep cut. Yeah. Is Freak Show. It's so much fun, and it gives me the chance to get the audience involved. Oh, yeah. And it's sassy. Um, Danger was like the lead producer of this album, so a lot of people, because Britney was going through so much, and a lot of, you know, people, a critique of this album is that how much was Britney really involved in it as much of just like a face to sell music? And and really, the genius of Blackout came from the team behind it, yeah. um, which was danger for a lot of the big hits, including Give Me More. And what he said was kind of the same thing as Britney said, is like, we were given complete freedom from her label to do whatever we wanted. And that's why it was able to be a little bit more ahead of its time. And that's why it has aged so well. Yeah. Danger and Carrie Hilson and like a lot of the team that worked on Blackout has said the the one rule they got from her team was like, it should be completely removed and have nothing to do with the like things going on in her personal life that she doesn't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of became the inspiration for this like fantasy alternate Escapist. alternate universe album, which is like, I mean, literally blackout. The one exception was Peace of Me. Pontus Winberg and Christian Carlson, I believe. They wrote it and they decided to just send it to her directly before they sent it to her team. And she was like, I love it. And that's the way, that's how they like got away with writing a song that was sort of about her situation. I maintain that if Peace of Me had been the lead single, it would have been more successful. Like it would have been a bigger comeback because it was addressing some of the tabloid stuff. But my theory is before we get to my fa- my deep cut from this album, my theory is that Break the Ice was actually supposed to be the first lead, was supposed to be the lead single because the intro to Break the Ice is the whole like... It's been a while. It's been a while. Shouldn't have kept you waiting. Um, mm-hmm. But it's Britney, bitch. The most iconic way to start an album. It's Britney, bitch. Yep. My deep cut, if you have not listened to Toy Soldier... You're not gay. You're not gay. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> me in my freshman year of high school just like sauntering around my room with the door shut. I can because I did the exact same thing. Like l- pretending that I was Britney Spears. I'm still mad it was never a single. I think it's my favorite non-single of her entire catalog. Toy Soldier? I think it's my favorite not single. Interesting. Mine is coming up. Also, (laughs) what wasn't a single, but then went on to become a single. Radar. Radar. Radar? Well, and Radar was my favorite, like, as a 
as a high schooler listening to this album, like Radar was one of my favorites and I was sad it wasn't a single. So I was gratified in Circus when, spoiler alert, it was on the album again and for some reason also was a single and got a video. One of a great video, by the way. A wild video. Let's go to circus. Are we ready? I think. Um, but honestly, if you if if you are to listen, if you have never listened to a Britney album all the way through, and you are trying to pick one Britney album to listen to all the way through, you should do Blackout. Um, so circus. Circus, this was like maybe one of the quickest turnaround album to album. Uh and now we know why. Daddy was cracking the whip. Daddy saying, Daddy said all eyes on you in the center of the ring. It's interesting getting into this era because, you know, I love a lot of the songs of this era, but they're kind of, they have, now they have a sad backdrop of like, she literally didn't want to do a lot of this stuff. Her children were held over her head to, I think that was really the, the motivation for her to do Circus was she's like, I was told that if I recorded this album and went on this tour that I would get to see my kids more. Which is a really sad and dark Mm -hmm. context behind what is a reasonably vacuous album. Yeah. I think this is one of her worst. I loved it at the time. I think this album hasn't aged super well. There's definitely still some tracks on it that are solid. And of course, Womanizer. It's massive. I mean, it was her first number one after Baby One More Time. Right. That's right. Which is crazy that like Oops and these other hits that everyone knows weren't number one mm-hmm. but it was a different era in music but womanizer is when britney or circus is famous everyone called womanizer a, her comeback single and this is when she famously said i don't like the word comeback i've always been here iconic quote but you got some really great singles and not a whole lot else we have to give a shout out Excuse me, I accidentally clicked on mm, Poppy Love You, mm, Poppy Love You. And that is one of my favorite non-singles from yes. this album. But that should show how low the bar is. <clears throat> one of the dumbest songs that I love is Mannequin. Yeah. When Mannequin leaked from, like, a dance rehearsal, it was clearly, like, a bass-boosted mix of Mannequin that actually sounded better than the The studio version of Mannequin. But Mannequin is a banger. And before we move on, oh my god, wait, phonography. No, you're skipping the most important one. Shattered Glass is the only non-single of Britney's to chart, I think, when I was looking through her singles discography page. It is the only non-single to chart. It also randomly was a hit in South Korea. I promise that you can't want me back when you were those apart, lying shattered, yes. 
Arguably the best song on Circus besides Circus itself. I mean, if you see Gamey, I still stand. Ooh. Yeah. God, I remember having to sit people down in high school who didn't get it. I literally wrote on a sheet of paper, if you seek Amy and then F-U-C-K me. And Mm. I drew lines. And I was like, do you get it now? One of my favorite bonus tracks. Oh, we're pouring more wine. I'll have some more as well. We love to see it. One of my favorite bonus tracks, as you hear the titillating sound of wine being poured is phonography which is the punniest song she's ever released the entire thing verse to chorus to bridge is just like different phone call words Uh uh-huh but it's a banger And of course, we have one of her only writing credits on this album, My My Baby, Baby. which she did write for her baby, for her baby, her second baby, right? This was about, um, whichever the, Jaden, Sean, Sean whatever. (laughs) This is about the second baby. And Justin and I, to this day, will go up to each other and say, tiny hands. Yes, that's you. God, how we know this whole <laughs> song about Britney's child. This is not a good deep cut, by the way. It's not a good song. But, but it's hysterical. But we love it. Um, Femme Fatale. Is there, I have a question for you. Is there a bad song on Femme Fatale? Drop Dead Beautiful. I don't even, like, <laughs> it objectively in the pantheon of shitty Britney Spears songs. No, you're right. It's not that bad. Right. Like, I hate Big Fat Bass. I hate any song, basically, that Britney has done with Will I, Will I Am. But, I mean, we have the singles. We have two incredible banger singles. Also, Max Martin is back in the picture now. Max Martin is back. Sadly, Dr. Puke is in the picture too. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is like the era of like Dr. Luke producing every big hit and like they're all great, but yes. I mean, it came out in the wake of like Teenage Dream. It came out in the wake of mm-hmm. Animal and Cannibal. Yep. Um, You know, it's, and it's right up there with all of those iconic songs. This album has my favorite Britney Spears non-single, which I still listen to constantly, which is a great driving bop. Luckily, no involvement from Dr. Luke called How I Roll. It is lyrically psychotic. It It, makes no sense. Absolutely no sense. Sonically, it is one of the most interesting songs she has ever made. It's very fun. It would fit on Blackout. It like, absolutely It's very, would fit on like, Blackout. avant-garde. But it's- it also would fit on Glory. Oh, 
would fit on Glory. It would fit on like a Charlie mixtape. It's very timeless in a weird way. Because it was ahead of its time. Which most of this album is iconic, not very of its time. Very of its time. Very early 2010s. How I Roll is transcendent. A recent entry into your favorites list. I have always stand. He He about about to to lose me. me. I'm touching hands with someone seriously beautiful. I'm touching hands with someone seriously beautiful. I always was confused why you didn't like it because it has one of your favorite song tropes, which is weird breathing noises. It's another one with iconic verses that the chorus is like a little annoying, but I I mean I've been I've been jamming this week to He About to Lose Me. You know what's funny about this album? Even though it's so of the time, every time I go back, I find a new song that I didn't like at the time that I'm like, this actually slaps. slaps. Like, Selfish is one that I only got into, like, last year. Selfish is a good one. Um, I also... A shout out to the Japanese bonus track, Scary. Scary, <laughs> Scary is a banger. Scary is so good. Um, the only song on Femme Fatale that she wrote. Justin, unfortunately it's time. I'm trying to like stave away. But it's, let's just get through I it. I will never forget. Mm-hmm. Senior and we year. <laughs> we're in your room listening. 9 p.m. At 9 p.m. The moment it was released. To Britney Jean. And remember, at this point, we had already heard Work Bitch and Perfume. So. So we had pretty high expectations. Because, come to find out, they're two of the only good songs on the album. But like alien happened and we're like, this is a cute intro. And then like work bitch and perfume. And then we just kept looking at each other and trying to justify that the songs were okay. Uh-huh. Like, possible. And they are. <laughs> I have tender feelings towards some songs on this album, such as. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to give a deep cut. It's like if Alien. We're, it's Alien. We're going to give our stamp of approval to Alien and maybe Passenger. And Now That I Found You by Avicii. Yes. Not actually, but it sounds exactly like that one Avicii song. (laughs) 
Yeah, this album just, oof. This the, is also peak conservatorship when they forced her to release Chillin' With You. This is peak. Jamie Lynn. And this album, I mean... She didn't even sing half this album. She has... It's the only album where she's credited as a co- On every song. But... She did not actually write any of the songs. No, this is peak, like... Shit's really going down. This is on the tail end of, like, her chaotic stint on X Factor. She was unwell, which we all know why she was unwell now. Yeah. We now understand a lot more of the backstory behind this very cursed album. But it did give us my tied for favorite Britney ballad in Perfume. The other being Every Time, which is... To this day, I think the only song that she's ever released that is just her. Yeah. She's the only re- author. <laughs> it's her sole author publication. I'm a- <laughs> well, and like, she, a lot of her co-writing credits com- comes from, she will like play with the lyrics to make them more personal to her and stuff. But like the production and the sound is kind of done yeah. before she even heard the song. Every time she composed on the piano as well as wrote. And it's a timeless ballad. It's one of her best songs. I was just thinking, as before we move on to our grand finale of Glory, um, just sad to think the kind of fun, different kind of album we were robbed of because of her family. That she was, like, growing confident enough to start to write during, like, the In the Zone era. Well, maybe we'll still get it. Maybe. Maybe she'll finally be like, fuck you all, I'm releasing Original Doll. That would be iconic if she did. What if she was like, she might as well. I'm retiring. The thing, I mean, the thing is like anything she released will be a hit because like Britney is once again, like the most important person for awful reasons. And I don't think she necessarily wants to be, but no, but like, and I, and I think if she were ironically, if she were under the conservatorship, they would have taken advantage of it and released whatever they could release. Well, they did. They kept doing that with glory. Right. Her last album, possibly ever. Once again, she said goodbye to Max Martin. And thank God she said goodbye to Will I Am. She worked with modern day pop savants, savants Julia Michaels and Justin Tranter. Love them. Glory is a really good album. If anything is worthy of being like a spiritual successor to Blackout, it's yeah. Glory. Because once again, no big hits from Glory. But... Good start to finish. Let's just go through some of the not singles. Um, Do You Want to Come Over, which is... Was that never a single? No, but it was always in Vegas. I think that's the best song from Glory, Do You Want to Come Over. Oh, I I absolutely agree. I could get into that kissing and touching. Oh, we could be good and do next to nothing. Do you want to come over? I, I do really like Make Me, but it's basic. We have, I think her most iconic perfume song, Private Show. When Not I prerogative? Si- I mean, she, but she wrote the song to be a perfume ad. Yeah. Or like, this song was created by the Britney Spears conservatorship machine. To be, a, to be a perfume ad. To be a perfume ad. I will say, though, something fun about it, and she is a co-writer, is that I feel like this is the type of song that she really likes yeah. to sing. Does she sound amazing singing it? Not, no, but she doesn't sound bad. But she sounds, the thing with Gloria is she sounds like herself. Oh, 
Now, yeah. this is still, like, mid-conservatorship, of course, but it is, she seems more in control than Britney And she seems Brittany a Jean. little bit more in favor of recording this album. Yeah. She got to have fun with it. Yeah. In the way that she got to have fun with Blackout. Yeah. It's time for one of our favorite Britney references of all time. Man on the Moon. Man on the Moon. Written by friend of the pod, Phoebe, Phoebe Ryan. Ryan. She comments on all of Britney's posts, yeah. by the way. She's obsessed. And she she's the one who commented, right. I love this movie. Uh-huh. International relations knee. Oh, this album is peak international relations knee, British knee, she French sings in knee. She French and Spanish on this album. And well, in British. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one took Justin out. I'm done. I'm done. I resign. Um, and in Southern. And... <laughs> are you talking about liar? liar? My favorite... Well, oof. There's so many good non-singles. Sorry, let's get into Man on the Moon. We I'm, just need to reference... Can you just... Please try and tell us the spelling of the word that you think she is saying. I And I we've referenced this before on Bopcorn, so I think I've played a clip from Man on the Moon before, but we're going to put it in again. She is trying to count in, in French. French. And she says... Instead of toi, we believe she is saying Dawani. <laughs> I can't even say it out loud. Britney is the queen of like a spoken word interlude and there's so many that I love. And this is definitely the worst one. My favorite, the one I go back to the most often from this album is in my head canon, her response to Justin's Cry Me a River. Every time was the official response and she's right. like, I guess I'm sorry I did something wrong. Liar is like, I have reflected on the situation and I did not do anything wrong. And you're a fucking asshole. And like, stop bringing up my name. Uh-huh. Did you ever listen to that song that was written about Crimea River that she didn't want because she didn't want to no, talk about it? I didn't. The song is called Sweet Dreams. My LAX, which was eventually given to English singer-songwriter Rachel Stevens for her album, Funky Dory. Oh my god, no. Also, we're lying. The best song on Glory is Mood Ring. Oh, yes. Parentheses, by demand. Which was released four years later by the conservatorship to squeeze money out of us. It was was another Japanese-exclusive bonus track, and it was her favorite song on the album. And it had this, like, resurgence during quarantine. I think Mood Ring is one of the best songs Britney's ever done. 
It's very, I will it's say very that. classic Britney. It's mid tempo. It's fun. It's really different. Like it's, it's a pop song, but like no one else could record it. Yeah. It's perfect. As is the Pride remix. In her own words, there's only one bitch. The real one. The real one. Britney. Anyway, we've reached the end of Britney's discography, kind of. There are many random singles. You know, anytime she released like a greatest hits album or like a singles collection, Mm -hmm. she put kind of a new song or two new songs on it. Fans may remember three. Three, a famous number one single for Britney. Mm-hmm. Um, a huge Britney song in the Will and Justin friendship pantheon is Pretty Girls. Pretty Girls. <laughs> we have to tell this story. I was in, wa- I was living in Washington. Will came to visit me and we were driving to rural Washington state. And that's when the song had just come out. And it was such a random, this is an unincorporated single that was not on any album. Also, can Justin shove Little Mix into any, uh, every episode uh, written by Little Mix? This song, we were like jamming to it. And we were driving on the freeway from Walla Walla to whatever town. Also, freeway is a generous word. It is a one-lane highway. We were on a one-lane highway. (laughs) On the right, I see two girls not of driving age. These are tweens driving a tractor over a, like, hilly landscape. And I just looked at Justin and said, Girls Girls roll roll up, windows windows roll down. down. (laughs) And we probably cried. (laughs) For I like crash the car for like one hour after that. If you are taking one thing away from this episode, it should be that above recently when Britney Spears was in court, she said I wasn't good. I was great. And and she was. If there's anything you should take away from this, it is that Britney Spears is greatness personified. And we support her no matter what, even if she never makes Especially another album. She never makes another album. Oh, of course. Album. Well, I mean, I would support her if she wants to make one, though. I think eventually someday she w- might. Want, she will all want to. She would want to. My like closeout question to you is going to be. If there is a 10th Britney Spears album, what is, you know, we've 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 seen that she has tried on a, a lot of different sounds, but also returned to a lot of sounds that she liked. What do you think the vibe of like B10 would be? Well, it's kind of sad because the vibe of B10 that we were going to get when Domination the Second Vegas show was going to happen, Danger was back. Like Danger was Mm-hmm. doing the album and that's what I want again right and I don't think we're gonna get it for the actual B10 right maybe um, maybe she'll come back to that project who knows but really I want her to come out and surprise us with something I would love something totally new I would love like an acoustic album that'd be really fun I want Red Britney's version <laughs> I was texting Justin about this but I think it would be so fun if there was like a a super long, like a fifty song, 
Britney cover album by various artists where like all, I mean, every pop singer who is now working, Britney Spears is one of their biggest inspirations. So it'd be so fun to do an album with like today's biggest hit makers where, where they pick a song and cover it. That's my question to you. Who do you want to cover what on that album? Okay, well. I know, I will start and say, I know, I not necessarily what I want. I know that Taylor Swift would cover Lucky. I would love, I think Charlie would be perfect for one of her like crazier songs. I think Charlie doing Gimme More. Oh man, well definitely Ariana. And she should do some, she should, they should give her one of the big ones like Baby One More Time. Or Oops. And like she'll nail it. Um, Let us never forget the iconic Leah Michelle cover of Oops I Did It Again. Oh, yeah. That random reproduction of it that they did... Is so good. Is so sexy. I'm like... I'm, and she just sounds so good on uh, Her, like, rock voice comes out, and yeah. it's so good. In the stable, baby, who's you? I mean, I know Selena would do it. Yeah, Selena would do it in a And you could second. give her something. You could give her, like, mood ring. Yeah, or touch of my hand. I want Kelly to cover perfume. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be... Because she's already done every time. I've Kelly yes, Clarkson has and she loves every time. Everything. Give Lana, Lana gimme more. I was going to say give Lana every time. <laughs> oh, I feel like it'd be fun to give Lana something that she'd totally change, though. Yeah. Like, give Lana till the world ends. I die. Honestly, you know what Lana probably would like and 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 pop off on is hold it against me. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we've now been recording for almost two hours. We're gonna call it a night. We hope you enjoyed. We hope you found a new favorite Britney song. Let us know what your new favorite Britney song is. Or did we not talk about your favorite Britney song that wasn't a single? Let us know what that is. I don't know how that's fucking possible. I literally <laughs> don't know how that's possible. If you say anything from Britney Jean, you have questionable taste and you should listen to every episode of our podcast to cleanse your palate. Trey's going to text me and be like, my favorite Britney song is Tick, Tick, tick Boom. boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Bye. Love you. There's only one bitch. The real one. I will try anyway. to give you a warning when I cough. Oh yeah, so I don't have to edit them out. Or like Or so you can edit them out. Yeah. So it's not me coughing in the middle of you talking. If you came for a show, which role should I take? Fading the gray. We're going back to Bopcorn Basics. That's a Christina reference. I know, I was like not to invoke enemy of the pod. <laughs> An enemy of the pod and also apparent enemy of Britney. <laughs> I feel, let's get into that later. I feel bad for her for that clip, though. I do, too. We could do it before. You can finish your thought. I can hold it. I can hold it. <laughs> Just go I ahead. can hold the cough. I don't have a thought. <coughs> head, a head empty. A head empty just coughs. <laughs> I still have, like, a tiny bit of congestion here that yeah. like comes up but it is going away it gets better jesus 
the real one. Brittany. Quick shout out to my prerogative and do something. My prerogative is really high up there. On your on, on your list. On my Britney list. I think it's definitely her best cover. It's easily her best cover. And do something I think well, do something is fun. It is fun. It's we trashy like it. fun. It's trashy fun. It's absolutely Which, like, trash. Britney Spears is Oh yeah, that's trashy fun. Yeah, and well Um uh, speaking of trashy fun, blackout. blackout. Me hands. How many times can we <laughs> sing this in one recording? I think we have at least three more in us. Are we ready? Um, no, I'm not ready because one last thing I wanted to say is oh. the tour. You need to watch her perform. He about to lose me. Oh no. If no, it's iconic. I mean, this tour was awful. She mm-hmm. sang live, but the dancing was horrible. But it's this vaguely Egyptian appropriative like chez lounge dance routine where she's on a spinning chez lounge and it's implanted in my mind to the point that like I you like borderline know the choreo? No, no. I got drunk once and tried to repeat the choreo or or, or um, reenact the choreo in a spinning office chair. Amazing. And we'll put it on our future TikTok. Yes. When we get 100 downloads. Brief aside, have you watched the Jimmy Fallon clip of Kelly and Ariana of doing like the sing-off? Yeah. Can we talk Obsessed. about Okay, low-key, everyone knows that Ariana does an incredible uh, Celine impersonation. Mm-hmm. The share. The share was very good. The share. The Britney was good. I mean, I've seen her do Britney before. I had yeah. never seen her do share before. It was very good. The whole and Kelly's Alana. I, I was gonna say Kelly had. I mean, she didn't do the like physicality impersonation, so it wasn't as noticeable. But like audibly, like that was Alanis. That was Alanis Morissette. So good. God, those women. Those women. Yes. The voice I would say has the the two best singers of our generation. Mm-hmm. Period. In Kelly Clarkson and Ariana Grande. Yeah. I would not I would be hard pressed to find better singers from our generation. I think you could make an argument for Pink or Christina. Who yeah. Who was on the show? Christina before. who was on the show. Um Adele. Ad- Adele. Adele would be so fun on The Voice, though. <laughs> she would be so chaotic. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to understand a word she said. <laughs> She's so funny, though. I love Adele. Did you watch the special? No. That, like, the one night. I still haven't Adele. even listened to the album. I've barely listened to it. It's good. What I've I'm sure it's to. good. And I, I've heard that it's not just ballad, ballad, ballad. Yeah. No, it's not. But the, um, the ABC special, it's on Hulu watch it because it's one third her interview with Oprah Mm -hmm. 
one third her singing, and then one third of her just being like, ha! Ha <laughs> I'm Adele! I have a Cockney accent! Uh, yeah.